You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the Best Life. Hey guys, we're going to talk about fear of rejection. Wow. This I don't is have- heavy, man. You know, I think this is one of the things that a lot, most of us, I would say, have a fear of rejection. They've actually shown in research that we're more scared of being alienated mm. from the tribe than we are from actually dying. Damn. Isn't that so crazy? We're so, we're so much. And I think, you know, especially in your teenage years, this is so big. Being included, being accepted. And I think it goes, I think it's a biological need you to know, be accepted. It's funny you say in the teenage years, cause then I just feel like it never goes away, but kids don't give a f- crap. They care. They're, they care more than anybody. Yeah, that's true. Remember like when you'd have a club and you're like, boys can't come in the club unless you know the password or you'd create some kind of thing and nobody wanted to be left out. People don't want to be left out. So I think that's, yeah, like getting, not being included sucks. Your yep. rejection Because sucks. you just feel like, okay, why wasn't I enough? You know, it yes. goes back to like what we talk about a lot, which is like self-worth and like not feeling good enough. Okay. So yes. if I'm rejected, it means that I'm doing something wrong. It means mm. that I'm not good enough. It means that I don't measure up, you know? And I think I really truly believe that deep down all humans on some level don't feel good enough. Mm. And I think that's where so many of our insecurities stem from. So whether it's fear of rejection, fear of judgment, fear of disappointing people, it's all, it all stems from that place. It's all, it's all the same thing, just a different outfit. I feel like. Yep. Yep. I agree. This um, topic kind of came to mind because a um, podcast listener, shout out Nathan, one of our, hey Nathan, one of our males, <laughs> he sent me an article saying fear of rejection is costing you money. And, you know, it's a a whole article just really talking about how, you know, we might be afraid to make a sale. And, you know, we do talk about business a lot here um, to talk about your products or services or even like reaching out for a job or something like that. And, and having that fear is costing you. It's not just costing you opportunities. It's costing you literal dollars and cents. But um, when Jill and I started talking about this, we thought, let's talk about rejection and just all of the things because there, I mean, it's not just cost of money. It's opportunity cost, you can't put a dollar amount on, you know, certain things that we might be afraid to be rejected on means we don't have 
um, potential chances to like speak at an event because maybe we want to do like write a book. I know a lot of people say they want to do that. And maybe the fear of nobody's going to read it, so I shouldn't do it. And then now you don't have the opportunity to speak, to share your story, to maybe impact someone's life. So there's so many things that when you are afraid of putting yourself out there because you're afraid of getting rejected, you don't get the opportunity to like make an impact or do what you really want. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think about rejection and kind of like, okay, so if someone kind of knows, okay, I, I know that my tendency is to feel scared to speak my truth, right? Mm -hmm. Cause that's really like what it comes down to, right? So if we we're scared to be rejected, we, we speak our truth, we say what we want, we are communicate our desires, whether it's in relationship, whether it's in business, you know, we, Danny and I both work with a lot of new entrepreneurs and a lot of the things that they're scared of is drawing a line in the sand because we don't want to alienate other people. We don't want them to judge us. We don't want them to think something about us that's not true. I think that's deep down. We always, we have a fear of being misunderstood too. Mm. Um, and so when it comes to that, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing across the board. But I would say the opposite of that is discernment. So if I'm like, okay, I, I look at it almost like as a test. Let's, instead of being scared of rejection, let's almost just flip the script and look at it like it's almost a good thing. Like it can actually help you find your, um, you know, inner circle faster. It can f help you find your followers and fans faster and help them find you. It can help your relationship progress a lot faster because now everything's on the table. I think this is what's really tough about it. So I know we've talked about this a lot, but like the idea of like ripping the bandaid off. So if you're getting into a relationship and you're really scared of sharing the quirks about you or the things about you that maybe your last relationship was something in your last relationship that the person didn't like or didn't appreciate, we have a fear of like, oh my God, if I do that again, then they're going to reject me. So I'm just not going to say it. Mm. I'm just not going to bring it up. I'm not going to, I'm just going to like placate and please and kind of be someone else. Which if you think about it, if we don't share those things about us because we're scared of rejection, it's manipulation. It is like actual manipulation. You're trying to be someone else because you're trying to get approval and affirmation. That's your goal. The goal can't be to get approval and affirmation when really at the end of the day, the goal is to be to have a good relationship, yep. you know, and to be your most authentic self or the, the way that, you know, show up as real as you possibly could. It's a disservice to your followers and fans too. Yep. That's so good. And it's, um, it's interesting how you said at the beginning, um, of that is trying to kind of like get the rejection because it helps you find people who work faster. And we were, we just got back from a walk. <laughs> I was thinking we, about this. we just got back from a walk and I was talking about my relationship right now. And kind of, I just threw everything at my boyfriend at the beginning. I was like, all right, here's all my shit. Cause I'm like, I just want to know. I want like, if you can't handle it, like there's a, that meme, like if you can't handle me at my worst, then you can't. Yeah, don't deserve me yeah, at my best. Like, yeah, something like that. So I'm like, all right, here's all the stuff and like deal with it and pick, you know, figure it out. And, um, but for me, I was just like, I don't want to have to tiptoe around things. And then when they find out, they're like, whoa, I can't deal with this. So right, I, you gaslit me. Like, yeah. you know, like you, you, or whatever, not gaslit, and right? I, Catfish. I, yeah. And I've been in those situations before, you know, I've hid things before and in older relationships and I've kept things like tried to make them not seem as bad as they were or something, you know, trying to make them like light, lighten the, what the, the story or something. And that never ended well. So I'm just like, you know, I'm too old for this shit. I don't have time for it. Like, let's just dump it all out and like, let's figure this out now. And you know, same thing when we're, when we talk about social media, when you're out there and you draw a line in the sand over something, people are going to like, we've we did that whole episode on swearing. Some people are not going to like that and they're going to just be so turned off. 
and it is a rejection by them, but it's like, but are we trying to gift. placate everyone? It's like, no. I feel like it's kind of a gift, yeah. you know? I mean, that's what's really hard about it. I think like we can look at rejection really as like a bad thing, or mm. we can look at it like, hey, we can get to our truth faster. I think it be, it comes from, it stems from um, just a fear of not belonging or that you're doing something wrong or alienation or, and so I think at the end of the day, the faster you can get and find your people, you know, the better. And so I think like for social media, one small way you can start is just testing the waters. Like, you know, if you have, let's just say you're a health professional or a nutrition professional and you kind of think that like, I don't know what's like, you kind of think Weight Watchers is bullshit, you know? And you're kind of like, okay, let me just call out Weight Watchers. Let's see how that goes. And it can be just a small thing where you say, hey, you know, I really think that Weight Watchers is, it does a disservice to people. Mm. Sure, you might have gotten results, you know, quickly or for a, a small amount of time, but you always end up gaining the weight back. And here's why it's doing you a disservice. And here's the thing is if you are going to draw a line in the sand, have mastery over the material. I think that like will help you feel like, okay, well, at least I understand it. And, you know, if people don't like it, that's okay. And also I'm not here to placate Weight Watchers, people who just want to like fight for that. You know, I'd rather the people who are like pumped to do the nutrition program that I do, whether it's macros or whatever. So it's like, you have to draw a line in the sand so that you can kind of cull and like just uh, maybe just get the people away faster so that you can have, so that when, it's actually interesting, I was talking to a friend of mine this morning and we were talking about uh, Black Lives Matter and just like what's been going on on social media the last couple of months and, you know, she was like, you know, I actually didn't lose. She started talking about Black Lives and like being way more vocal about it in her in social media and she was like, you know, I didn't lose a lot of followers and I was like, that's really amazing. So your followers know mm-hmm. and expect you to stand up for other people's rights and on the other hand, I actually haven't shared this, but I had, um, I would say I've lost like hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars for people who wanted refunds who were not on board when I started talking about black lives and not that I'm like an expert in it, but like, this is something I care about and I care about the well being of other people and other groups and people who don't have privileges as such that I do. And I, you know, had people who were really surprised and upset that I was talking about it. And I was like, wow that's my problem. The fact that that was like a thing and they didn't know Mm -hmm. that I would be someone who would talk about that and, and, you know, and really just kind of like have that as part of my value system. And I was like, that sucks. You know, I should have done a better job earlier and I'm, I'm committed to doing more moving forward, but I should have done a better job earlier of like letting people know where I stand on that stuff. Yep. I like how you started with like a small thing, like the Weight Watchers thing, but you start with that little thing and you kind of test it and then something bigger that means more, that's more to lose. That's when it gets scarier and risky. Right. And then you if you have the like, okay, I've already talked about Weight Watchers. I pissed some people off. I lived. Then you could talk about bigger things that do matter and go like, I'm losing money, but that's not the point of this. The point is like where I stand and you guys need to know. And it's hard to just come out right with that if you didn't have the practice being rejected in the beginning and so I think for you to be able to um to say that and stand there it just goes to show how much you've had to go through rejection on social media for a a long time and I don't think everybody is at that place and so I think what Jill's saying too is like you almost have to get practice like you do being rejected um I know when we started dating after uh after being married for so long like I never I never been rejected (laughs) I never but I also didn't have all that many relationships exactly but I was literally like I just get whoever I want yeah and then I'm like but that was (laughs) 
15 <laughs> years, years ago. ago right? <laughs> so it's like a whole new thing of going, oh, wow, these are, and I was rejecting people. I was like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> and I remember going, oh, I want, I wonder, I remember we had these conversations of like, I want to reject you, but you can't reject me. <laughs> but it, there, it almost has, you almost have to practice, um, being rejected and being mm-hmm. able to just realize it's not always about you. Yeah. And I think the biggest rejection lesson I learned, and I'm sure similar to you is like the, my marriage ending. Mm. And that was, it just felt like a rejection as of me as a person, you know, and it's a, when you brought up the, uh, Weight Watchers thing. It's like, it's one thing for someone to reject your ideas. Okay. I don't agree with your opinion. I reject that. But when you, when someone leaves you or betrays you in that way, you feel like your whole self is rejected. And those are rejections that are really hard to come back from. And one of the things that like a mantra that I had just kept reminding myself is this isn't about me. This isn't about me. And it goes for Weight Watchers, what you feel about Black Lives Matter, what you feel about anything you feel about anything. It's it's never about you. Someone rejecting you, it's not about you. It's always about them. Yep. So your beliefs are your beliefs or who you are as a person is who you are as a person. They There's like that, that uh, quote that you could be the juiciest peach in the bunch and someone doesn't like peaches. Well, we did talk about like, even we talked about like Will Smith and Jada Smith, mm-hmm. right? Like a couple episodes ago about how like even someone like Will Smith can be cheated on you yeah. know and so I love that you brought up that I just totally forgot about that because I feel like I definitely have dealt with and continue to deal with in ways that I don't even know until it hits me rejection trauma mm-hmm. like I didn't even know that was a thing mm-hmm. you know so if you're listening to this and maybe you have been rejected by I mean because that's the thing as Danny said you know it feels like a rejection of your person not only that it's so much more it feels so much bigger because it's the, the number one person in your life yeah it's literally like the person you want to accept you and affirm you and love you and support you more than anyone so it's like okay it's someone on social media fuck this person like whatever it's fine but then when it's like the number one person in your life and you're like holy shit like totally rejected me totally wanted to be someone else and actually Esther Perel talks about this in her TED talk she was like the reason why betrayal is so hurtful is because it's like there's only one person who gets to occupy the romantic part of your relationship right Mm -hmm. it's like and when you're betrayed by someone through infidelity someone else also got it too Mm -hmm. so it's like okay like you know I I'm in a relationship and like he can have friends and he can play sports with different people and he can, you know, have like different outlets for different yeah. things, but there's only one person who gets the romantic slot. And so that's why infidelity feels so hurtful. Cause you're like, but also you're not just the one there's many ones. Yeah. And so rejection trauma, I think is huge. And if you're listening to this and you've had even maybe a parent leave or you've had, you've been rejected, like even as a child, you felt like, you know, your parent abandoned you, like all of that's just iterations of rejection. And so, I think what Danny said is the crux of it of it's not about you. It affects you. Yeah. It affects you so deeply. And, but it's not because there's something innately wrong with you. Yeah. It's just, it wasn't a match at the time. There was like, there's so many different reasons, but it's not because you did something like one thing wrong. And I think that's a really short sighted way of looking at relationships, especially, you know, long-term relationships. Yeah. That's, I'm glad you even brought up the parent thing because so many of us have that, you know, a parent left, wasn't around, don't have a father that raised us, don't have a mother that raised us, um, you know, whatever that situation looks like. Um, parents got divorced and then after the divorce, I never spent time with my 
you know, mom or dad. And, you know, when you're a child, you internalize that of like, oh, I was, he didn't love me enough or she didn't love me enough to come around. He or she didn't love me enough to, you know, show up to my graduation, to my wedding, whatever it is. And again, you know, from an adult perspective, you can see that it probably wasn't about you. Maybe the parent didn't want to be around the other parent. Mm -hmm. It wasn't you. They Mm -hmm. just don't want to deal with their ex, whatever the situation is. And we can't see that. And yet we internalize that. And it just comes back to like, just wanting to be in the tribe, like not wanting to be pushed out of the tribe, making sure that we're safe. I think it comes down to like safety, safety, certainty, Mm -hmm. security. Yeah. And so, you know, like we talk about these things on social media and then like when you put it in perspective with rejection of like talking about, you know, a disagreement of Weight Watchers versus keto or something, it seems silly in in comparison to uh, these bigger things like having uh, rejection trauma from a parent or a partner leaving. But you can see how those things can actually stem into these other little things. Mm-hmm. So maybe looking at like, why am I so afraid to post? Why am I so afraid mm-hmm. to um, to talk about things that maybe are going to turn someone off? Why am I afraid to bring up something to my partner mm. um, for fear of rejection? Is it because I had this big rejection in the past and I'm so afraid that that's going to happen to me again? And I'm not here to say like, I don't know what to do about that. This is like probably something you do with a therapist or counselor or hypnotherapist or ayahuasca or something, but it is something to know. I think self-awareness to be, start to be aware and go and even to, um, Byron Katie stuff. Like, is that true? You know, Mm -hmm. when you start to go, well, I'm scared of, you know, if I speak my truth then they're going to leave, or if I say, you know, if I put my book out there, then nobody's going to want to hear it. Like, is that true? We can just sit there with that question. Is that true? And then we can go down that, you know, questioning rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. But I think when you're not scared of rejection, you're at your most powerful. Mm. Um, One thing I, I actually just searched my notes because I've written on rejection a little bit and rejection is a practice. And Mm -hmm. it was interesting. I read the book, The Game by Neil Strauss, like a long time ago. And it's basically, if you've never read it, you don't have to. It's a, it's a book um, about pickup artistry. And so it's like about manipulation and it's definitely like not like a wholesome book. But anyway, he was a really popular sort of cult book and he talks about pickup artistry and that whole like underground scene and how that works. And he was like, the key was you just had to get rejected so many times to the point where you literally felt invincible. So the goal was rejection. So when you went to the bar and you were thinking about like trying to pick up a woman, like the goal was actually rejection because you went like, okay, let me see how many rejections I can get because I know that's going to fortify me. Mm -hmm. So you have to consciously start putting yourself in scenarios, not like that necessarily, but you have to put yourself in scenarios, whether it's online business, whether it's relationships where you might get rejected and that's going to fortify you. And it's going to build your resiliency. Like, you know, put yourself in those situations. So Danny and I talk a lot about communication. And one of the things that has been a practice of mine is when I find myself not wanting to bring up the thing, and I'm still like far from perfect with this, but when I find myself not wanting to bring up the thing for fear of rejection or fear that whatever it is, I'm like, okay, that means that's the signal that I have to. And in a way, if you look at it that way, like she was saying about her boyfriend, it's like, it's kind of a test. Yep. Like, let me just see if you can handle it. Let me see if you can handle it. Like, I'd rather have all these little tiny tests along the way to know that that person knows me. And remember, like, if you're not bringing up stuff because you're scared of rejection, it is your partner literally can't know you. Yeah. It's a huge disservice. They literally cannot know you if you're not willing to share that and and being willing to be rejected is vulnerability it's courage it's strength 
-hmm. and it's a practice. I love that you said it's vulnerability because it really, really is. It's like you have to be open to it. And, you know, I've seen people who have brought something up that's so vulnerable and with the hope that they're going, the person is going to be able to receive it and, and hold space for them and they get rejected. And then they use it as a, like, see what happens when I, I, I couldn't, you know, and I, and I, I hate hate that. that. I hate it because it's, it's like, that's the price you have to pay and just see. And it's like, okay, you did it. Like you still have to give yourself credit for doing it and being vulnerable and being open to being rejected and going, okay, good. And you didn't die. And we're still here. We're still here. And it's, <laughs> it, it fortifies self-trust. Like we yep. always talk about, it really does. It fortifies your sense of self-trust. And you're like, yeah. okay, survived it. Got it. Yeah. And I know you and I can vouch for this too, especially in internet business. I used to have like, anytime I got a troll or a hater, especially early on, I mean, it would ruin me for like days. days. <laughs> and I'm like, and looking back, I'm like, what the fuck was I actually upset about? Someone who doesn't know me, who made a judgment based on like one tiny thing they came across on the internet. It ruined me for days. Like, what the fuck? Am I that soft? But I was at the time. And over time, it just fortifies you and you get stronger and your message gets clearer and you understand it better. And like those things don't hit you nearly now it would like, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds. I'd be like, okay, who's this fucking asshole? Like I would just literally, <laughs> yeah. and then move on with my life. But so I think you have to earn the right to get to that place of fortification yep. through these reps. And so rejection, I don't think ever goes away, but I think if you can change it in your mind as like the goal, because you know, it fortifies you versus like being so averse to it. And even in your relationships, like let's get down to brass tacks as soon as possible. Yep. Yep. I love that making it the goal too. in network marketing. And I think it just in sales, there's a lot of sales trainers that say like, go for a hundred no's. And the goal is mm. just to talk to as many people as you as possible. And you're just getting the no's. You're literally like, we had this thing in my network marketing business. We had like a worksheet and you just put tallies and you're like, your goal is to do a hundred no's. And the assumption is, is that people are going to say no, but it's just like, go talk to people and get used to hearing it. And, um, actually I don't know if you did this when you went to the bliss project, our friend Lori Harder, she has an event called the bliss project. And, um, one of the exercises we did, and I thought it was really cool was, we all got a piece of paper with one yes. And we had to, we had to think of something that we wanted and needed to ask for. And we like, we had the whole room, all the chairs were moved and we went around and we'd have to ask a person for this thing. And we were only allowed to give away one yes. So we had to be very, very discerning on who we gave the yes to. So we had to practice saying no and the other person had to practice hearing the word no and going to the next person and asking, going to the next person to asking. And it was a really interesting practice and um, exercise that I really, really loved. Um, just one practicing asking. Jill and I just had this conversation about how hard it is for both of us to ask for help and to ask for anything really. And my, my ask was about, I wanted to do some public speaking. And so I went around the room and I was asking, Hey, do you know anyone who's, you know, hiring a speaker? And I got a lot of no's and I ended up finding a yes in that group. And I got to speak at, um, this lioness project from a friend Riley, but it was an interesting thing just to hear the no's, to go and ask and hear the no's and hear the no's and hear the no's. And it was also interesting to say no, because there were people who came to me who asked me something and I could have helped them, but I didn't want to it wasn't like I only had one yes to give. Mm. So I had to be discerning about who I gave my yes to. So it's also an interesting practice of like, do we say yes too often to people who are asking for our time Mm. for boundaries and things like that. Um, but I think the practice of hearing the no's and just going, getting up and 
doing it again, getting up and doing it again. Because we're not always going to get a yes on the first no. time. I mean, we've heard so many stories of people who, like, I guess that Chicken Soup for the Soul book, I think they brought it to like 100 publishers or something, got no after no after no after no. And they have huge series, New York Times bestsellers. And if they gave up after three no's, that wouldn't exist. And so many things in our lives today would not exist if people gave up after the first no. So we have to realize that rejection is doesn't mean that something shouldn't happen, shouldn't exist. It just it's just a no. And like how like almost just short-sighted and even egotistical mm-hmm. it is to think like that everyone's going to be on board with everything you say and think mm-hmm. like that's silly. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, I think that racking up rejections can potentially make you the most resilient, fortified version of yourself. I love it. There's that, um, the one quote, I don't know who, Thomas Edison, maybe who, is he the one who did the light bulb? It's yep. like, it was something like, um, they asked like, how did he find it? He goes, I just, I found 10,000 things that didn't work. Yep. I wasn't found the one thing that did work. I found 10,000 things that didn't work until yep. I found the one. And you know, it just comes down to persistence and getting and, clinical, like to your point, like it doesn't have to do with you. Like, right. Yep. So it's clinical. It can literally just like not be a match yep. and we don't need to be like, but it means I'm bad. <laughs> like, I just think it can literally be like, it's not a match. Yep. And that's where I got to with dating, by the way. Like yeah. by the, like uh, we just had dated so much, you know, when we were single out here and I was just like, that's where I got to. I was just like, yep, not a match. Like, not a match. N- like I'm not better. They're not better. It's literally just not a match. And I think same thing with social media relationships. And that's kind of scary, especially if you're in a relationship where you really start to have feelings for somebody or, you know, you feel like there is more to lose. You're like, shit, like it's almost easier to be willing to be rejected early yeah. because you don't have, you don't catch feelings yet. So check yourself. Like as you get into a relationship, as you start to move through that, check yourself and go like, cool. Like, am I holding my tongue? Do, am I walking on eggshells? That might be a signal that like you got to rip the bandaid off and just go for it. But that's, but you also might not get what you want. Yep. Yep. I love it. Um, good self-awareness tools, you know, pay attention to this stuff and you know, where did things come from? And I think it's always great to kind of just observe how we behave in the world and how we're reacting and how are we holding ourselves back? We all have blocks. We all have blind spots and potentially, you know, maybe something in your life that you want, you keep wondering, why am I, why am I stuck here? It might be some fear of rejection and this might be something to dig into. So I like it. it. It's so good. Great discussion. Thank you guys. And also you guys, we are obviously um, doing a lot of just episodes with the two of us at this point with COVID and we just have not been able to have guests. So if you guys have specific topics, you guys always ask really great questions in our closed Facebook group, thebestlifepodcast.com. Even if it's just like, hey, do you guys mind chatting about this? Or it doesn't even need to be a question necessarily, but if you have an idea of something, we you guys always leave great ideas in there. So feel free to DM us, feel free to email us, info at the best life podcast, or to post in the group if you feel more comfortable posting publicly. We have a great community in there. Um, and we are always looking for great topics that are juicy and that are useful to you. And like our bio says, sometimes insightful, uh, <laughs> real raw, sometimes insightful. Um, but we would love to just get more ideas from you and are totally open to whatever topics. Word. Yeah. To your mom. That's right. <laughs> Bye. <guys>. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>